0: Welcome to the Vitality Shift podcast for chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best selling book, The Underdog Curse. Weekly, we will be interviewing amazing chiropractors from around the world, finding out how they made their vitality shift. If you're a chiropractor that either wants to just move your practice away from treating pain and conditions, or if you just want to stay inspired, this podcast is for you. For more information on past shows, please visit www.drdonmcdonald.com and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. Having my first guest on the the new branded podcast, Dr. Allie Young from Gladstone, Queensland. She's been on the show before, so make sure to go back to one of our previous episodes. Um, But she's, uh, she's in our shift she's she's been in our engine program before she's in she's a mentor of ours she spoke at our last unplugged in australia and she's just overall totally amazing and that's why i wanted to bring her back on the podcast so welcome to the show my dear
1: wow thanks Woo-woo. i'm pretty excited
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it no, is I,
1: early though it is six o'clock in the morning
0: <laughs> it's six o'clock in the morning and you're yeah and for those who can see this you're very, looking very spry right we're in the afternoon and you're bright bright early in the morning she just yep. took her camera and panned over the beautiful sun coming up, and as she panned over it, I, I was like, is that an adjusting table on your patio? And she's like, yeah, it is. And so they have the, you can hear the waves from all the rooms in her house, and so she lives in a very beautiful area, don't you?
1: Yes, I sure do. It's actually pretty amazing. It's 100 meters to the beach. I cannot complain. Yeah, yesterday, we did drive an hour and 15 minutes to go to a surfing beach, but that's okay. It was still, it's <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> when you spoil in your backyard, you go, oh, let's just go to that other beach that we love, yeah.
0: It's not like us where we had to do like a 24 hour flight to just go walk on the beach when we came over. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, what I wanted to talk about today was, um, you know, for those who've listened back, and if you haven't, make sure you listen to her previous episode, because we talk all about her, her interesting story of how she got into chiropractic and when she started practice in Perth and how she moved to where she is now. But one of the things I wanted to talk to her a little bit about today was like she's had some amazing growth over the last year, and and I want to talk about some of the changes that she did. Not only the things that she did, but kind of the person, not the personality traits, but my, maybe her identity uh, traits that she changed over that period of time. Because we always want to know what do we do, like what are the things that we do to grow our practice. But um, one of the things we want to find out too is that who do we become? Because that's where where you turn around, that's where you are. So. So maybe just tell a little bit a little bit to the listeners about what your growth um curve has been over the last year or so. Just let them know where you're at and then we'll kind of go into some of the things you've done.
1: Yeah. So Growth for me this year, so I had a massive growth last year and I talked about that in the previous thing. And then this year it's been just a really awesome, gentle growth of what we call baseline. So basically we'll have these really busy weeks and then, but then it never drops down to where it was before that, if that makes sense. So we call that a baseline. And in our practice that baseline's probably increased a further 20% on where it was, which is a really great place to be because for me, that reflects on that the community is picking up what I'm putting down. It's really happy with it. Yeah. And it also shows that the growth within our practice and our team has been pretty awesome and that we've all come to places that are different from where we were when we started two years ago. It's just two years on Wednesday since I reopened the doors. So it's, um, pretty awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. For me, we had our cake on Saturday though. It was delicious. Um, for me, it was the big changes have been getting back to what I used to do, sort of, but more than that. So when I was a gung-ho new grad, I mean, I was really busy and it was relatively easy. That was 17 years ago now. and um, And I did a lot of affirmations and and writing things out and stuff like that. And I still do elements of that, like I still still do that. But more than that, it's where I sit as me personally. I, I feel a lot more solid within myself. And I guess that's come around from more work around who I am and what I stand for and my core values within myself and how they shape who I am and what I do. Um, so chiropractic to me now is more than this grand philosophy of the big idea, which I wholeheartedly embrace, but it's more the core philosophy of who I am and what I do internally and within our own family life and how that has shifted things a little bit further as well, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, and back to doing things business wise. So, I I never, ever was a business person Like I, and have not in my whole life taken time until these last two years to have any concept around how to run a business, really. And I think it's the biggest failing of our, of our profession is that a lot of us are fortunate to be busy enough that we don't have to really do things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then you become a mum, and you're uh, like you're a co bred with your husband, and it, and it's an important element of your family financial structure. So then it sort of falls on you a bit to take charge of that. So I think the biggest thing for me this twelve months has been learning to get a handle on the business side of things. So I now have projected profit forecasts, and I track six monthly changes within team structures and I can know which marketing worked and which marketing didn't work and we have a plan in place for a full 12 months of the marketing and I think that's been a big shift as well because my CAs are really involved in that so they like we do it together and then they just tell me they're like you do this and you do this and you do it I'm like okay sure and they do this and they do this and they do this and and it works beautifully well and the consistency of that has really created a a great awareness or branding within our community of who we are and what we stand for. And I think that, that there's been a huge change in that now, which is beautiful. Um, We're not just the tongue and lip tie practice anymore um, or the screaming baby practice. We see more adults. And uh, and whilst I always thought I was going to be a pediatric only practice, I really feel that shifting into vitality has created that more of the parents and the grandparents actually want to come in. And that's a beautiful change to see too, yeah well,
0: and that's pretty important too, and that's what I found in practice as well is if you don't have the parents understanding what's going on, um, they're the ones who make the decisions on what the children are going to be doing right and so if the exactly. parents if the parents aren't on board, it's hard for the children to be on board
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. your children will stay for those short periods of time for symptom based care if the parents aren't coming in pretty mm-hmm. much, whereas if you have the abilities to communicate with the parents about the the real reason they've got their kids in to see you, then that should flow through into those parents um, coming in, which is pretty awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, how yeah. did you? How did you? If, let's just say, because again, we talked to this, lots of chiropractors are in the same boat as you, where they don't really know that yeah. much about business, right? They feel kind of yeah. lost about it. Um, how did you start? Like, what? What are like? Maybe someone's listening to this out there and they're going, Ah, geez, I, I'm the same. I don't really know what's going on. Like, what kind of recommendation yeah recommendations you can get them just to start to kind of get a grist of what's going on.
1: So one of my favorite books, and I actually read this when we still were living expat in Korea, was called Profit First, and it's by Mike Michalowicz, if I've said that correctly. I don't know how to say his surname, I'm sorry. He will not be listening, I'm pretty sure. And um, you never know. <laughs> and <laughs> never know. And it's really awesome because it talks about, well, you do an audit of your finances over the last 12 months, and you figure out where things are going, which I think is really, really valuable because a lot of us don't know. And then you basically figure out Right, well how much money do you have to save for your taxes and how much money um, do you pay yourself and then you figure it all out on percentages and so what we now do is at the end of every week we have the income that's come in and I know that I save x percent for tax and x goes into savings and x goes into the operating expenses is what I call it and so we have all these elements where it's all into and if you don't use all of your operating expenses budget then you can decrease that and put more into savings over time as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we're at. We've now rejigged it. So we put less into our expenses budget and we put more into our savings at the moment. And that's a really nice place to be. And that's with increasing hours of our staff recently also. And, um, and then from there, we did a lot of stuff within the engine about cost per visit and figuring out so that you're actually aware of how much it costs you because I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm very good at giving care away. uh, I I know, right? It's what joins us in. And so being aware, well, how much care can I give away? Like what's my limit on where I sit comfortably on giving care away? and so that's been a really good thing to know and that will change as things like your baseline alter as well mm-hmm. and it's really important to make sure that you calculate your your personal what you take out of the business as well as the business costs because it's all a cost right it all is coming off that bottom line yeah and then um, so that was a really big shift for me and so then between those two being able to pre-plan stuff financially has been really great and knowing that having the confidence I guess um, that it will all be okay Um, and then I went and did a business workshop with a lady completely outside of the profession Called profit plan workshop and she has this wheel it's amazing and she's very very clever she won the Telstra businesswoman of the year here in 2014 which is like a national women's business award phenomenal and um, and so she basically has these matrixes for how to profit plan your whole business so you project everything budget wise and so I've rejigged that for chiropractic and you can put well if I have this much income, but my CA salary goes up this much. Where does that leave my bottom line? And and you can go, oh, well, I really want to buy this car. Well, that will cost me this much. Can I do that? And so, and it gives you that ability to pre out pretty much exactly what you're going to do. So we use that a lot. So I set aside uh, two hours in the first week of each month to review that. And then so I can look at what I thought would happen, what did happen. And I move all my stuff around and then I make sure that that next few months is lining up with that as well. And that's actually quite empowering, I think. Um, and also I feel as a female business owner, because we don't, I don't know, a lot of us, our husbands probably still work in another profession. And so maybe we've been able to just, float along and do what we do I was single until I was in my early 30s so I just had to look after me it was great I had a couple of houses I drank a lot of champagne it was all sorts of awesome and um, and I never really had any pre planning so it's been really awesome I turned 40 in a couple of weeks and this 10 years has been a big change in the realization I think my midlife crisis has been financial and business planning (laughs) that's a bit of a worry I think
0: (laughs) And and just just because uh, you know just for, for people out there that haven't got to that point yet, um, sometimes people just the, the objection would be like, well, I just don't want to focus on money. And so uh, when when you are a little bit more in control of it and you know what's going on and you're pre-planning for it, how, what does that do for you when you're actually one-on-one with your practice members? Like just, well, I don't,
1: time? I don't have any charge around them choosing chiropractic care or not choosing chiropractic care because financially i know that i'm not reliant on that one person's adjustment fee if that makes sense totally does yeah so yeah so it's actually given me freedom because i know where i'm at i'm not worried about the money coming in and the money going out and that has been a huge huge shift i also am really confident that we can afford to pay private school fees and that I can drive the car that I like to drive and that I can live a hundred meters to the beach because between the two of us, we're, we're, it's okay. Like, you know, and, um, yeah, so it's a pretty, it, it's really empowering to do that. And it doesn't make me money focused at work at all. It's a completely different mindset. Um, and, and i really don't think that it's changed the focus of my practice in fact it's allowed me the freedom to focus on what i know is the truth in my practice versus having that financial ooh going on all day every day
0: yeah because i think from the two spectrums that it helps with is the the one is that worrying about what they're going to accept as a practice member so then mm. alter, altering your re- recommended care plan because you're worried that they won't accept you or they won't uh, agree with you it would
1: be your friend. They yeah, they which yet. which that exactly. would be more
0: our challenge, right? Where the where the lovers. Yeah. and then you have the other ones who yeah. have a tendency to say, "Well, I need to control it." Then and then they're like, and then they almost parent the the care plan, or they're like forcing people to come in because like that's kind of in their yeah. mind too. And it's just nice to get yeah. to that point where we can just lay lay down ideal recommendations. We're kind of where what our min- minimums are, and then just yeah. kind of let them make a decision from there. And we're not emotionally like invested
1: yeah because you're giving them the truth like you your loops are closed you know that you've told them what they need to hear um and it's their choice and you don't need their choice to be a certain answer it's their choice it's a true choice because you've taken that element out of it and i think we have so many parts of our life these days which are manipulated by external influences like facebook and instagram and they're driving so much of our society that if we can still be true in the information that we give to these parents and these children then that's just one thing that's easier in one regard for them because we know that above down inside out works so yeah
0: totally and and, and what another question about that too is that when you kind of start hitting some success sometimes people might feel like like the imposter syndrome or feel like you know that, or sabotage self-sabotage um yeah do you feel that at all or have you had to deal with that or
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Most definitely. And I always being here, there's not a, um, the, there's not as my chiropractic people aren't as close as they used to be. I used to practice with my best friend. We were two rooms away from each other and we did that for a long time. And so now it's easy to Get into that imposter syndrome because you don't have that person to bounce stuff off. Where you go, oh, actually, I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got this. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I have done like seven more years of extra. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm cool with this. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a thing. And that's why I love the engine so much because I feel like like we've got such a beautiful group of like-minded people in there and you can get all the support that you need. So you feel like you've got a tribe even though we're all over the world. And that's pretty, for me, that's been invaluable living in a re- regional center.
0: Yeah, so like for any chiropractors out there, just trying to find a tribe or connecting or, or having mm. a mastermind or something where you're throwing ideas off other, other chiropractors just so that you don't get yeah. that self-doubt, self eh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um and that goes into this huge part of my practice which is this motherhood journey that we're going with with our parents at the moment because everyone is so isolated whereas we live in a regional center there's 40 or 50,000 people around here and but the mums come in and they're dying on the inside like they're actually dying on the inside, from the stress and the expectation, and it's not what they thought it would be. And Instagram bloody's lied to them, and <laughs> um, and yeah, and it's not great. And our society has got this really strong pull about motherhood at the moment being a certain way and a certain thing, and I'm Feel very strongly that our role at the moment is nurturing those women and empowering them to make better choices for themselves because then of course that drives their family's health as well um, and not just not just chiropractic chiropractic is a part of it but there's so many other factors as well and um, and that's been a big shift in our Practice and in our focus, I think also.
0: Well, and I think that's the that's kind of more the life model of chiropractic is is it's not just chiropractic, but it's also the way you deal with relationships, and it's the way you deal with your self care, and the the way you deal with with friends and family, and all those kind of things, right? So I think that's the cool thing is if you find that common thread that goes through all those different areas of life. we all become sort of like that's the that's the checkup from the neck up, right? Where we do the yeah, the, exactly. Or people are like always tease me and they say, You aren't you like half a uh, chiropractor, half
1: counselor, like,
0: counselor, or like <laughs> advisor? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm getting they call yeah. it advisor now as I get older. I used to be the young advisor, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're way too old for that, dog.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. But, um, but yeah, so that's it's so true though, right? So it's uh, yeah. and then that's part of the reason why it's important to keep us. Vital not only oh, like we talked about, absolutely, wise, but we got the self care yeah. and the relationships. Oh,
1: yeah, and that's been a big shoe. Like, I've always exercised a lot and enjoyed that kind of thing, but definitely had challenges around time and finding how to do that when I'm working and I'm a mum. And, um, and I, I don't work small hours in my practice because I'm a solo practitioner, so I still am in the office 26 to 29 hours a week, and I've got two young kids, and finding that time for the self-care has been really important for me so this year i actually made a shift where i have two big days at the start of the week and then i do more like half day hours at the end of the week and on the thursdays i schedule in two hours to myself and i can do whatever i like in that two hours but i am not allowed to go food shopping or go and chase things around for the rest of my family. That two hours is my time. And whilst two hours doesn't sound like much, it's pretty revitalizing. Like last week I went and sat in a park by myself, had some lunch, read a book and looked at the water. And that was just like, oh, so amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now yeah.
0: This, this is a great point because you're, for, you're, a, you're a very high dolphin. Right, so dolphins dolphins have a tendency to not be very organized. So, so if there's mm-hmm. some dolphins out there going, yeah, but I'm like running all over the place, like with my head, ch- like a chicken over my head. Oh no! How, how I'm did the Diary Girl? <laughs> how, how did you? Do, how did you make that shift? Like, do you you have a tendency? Do you have a tendency to get kind of chaotic if you don't kind of? Oh, massively!
1: Yeah, yeah, so I'm definitely. Um, I pre-plan a lot now. And I think like my husband works, he's out of the house at 5.30 and he's not home till 5.30 during the week. So he's got long days. So we have to have a pretty good schedule of how things work. We've got great family support networks here. So like after school stuff is taken care of by my mother-in-law on the um, two afternoons that I can't pick the kids up. And then, but I do pre cook ups on Sundays. We get uh we use HelloFresh sometimes. So if we have weeks where we know we're extra busy, we'll have HelloFresh, which in Australia is like a here's your recipe, here's your food, in a box, you know, put it in and the then, So is that like it. a
0: half an hour? It only takes half an hour sometimes.
1: Yeah, and it only takes half an hour to cook, so that's fine. Um we and I just I don't basically time studied my week and went, Well, where can I shift things around? Yeah. And I looked at it and I was doing exorbitant amounts of hours of family stuff. I now have a lady who I have got a cleaner who comes to my house and my office once a week. And I have also found someone who I'm really chaotic and I haven't even got my washing done. I can drop off baskets of dirty washing and it's washed, dried, and folded. It's like a miracle. Um, <laughs> all I have to do is clean like it up. It's fairy. like the laundry
0: fairies. Laundry fairies.
1: I know, right? It's awesome. Um, so having those things has been really important this year for me. I've never done that before and that's been super helpful. And, um, yeah, and I don't know, we just, I have time where I know that things, certain things happen. Like on Wednesdays, it's my day home with George. So maybe I'll have a call with one of my mentors, but other than that it's like George time cause he starts school next year. So I'm like, well, I want to, you know, hold on to that as much as I can. And, um, and I exercise at home in the wintertime. So I'm just starting to get to a point where I'll be able to go for a run before my husband goes to work. But at the moment, it's like lounge room exercising and it's HIIT workouts and it's 15 or 20 minutes, but it's enough to keep me uh, functional and exercising my brain in that way. So it's just finding what works, I guess.
0: Yeah. So it's almost like doing a time study of your week and then finding out what, what stuff doesn't absolutely have to be done by you. Right? Because yeah,
1: pretty much. There's stuff yeah. like you,
0: that you want to spend with the kids that needs to be done by you because you want that quality. Yeah. There's certain times you need yeah. office that needs to be done by you. But you certainly yeah. don't need to do the laundry or or some of the clean my house or clean the house, like really, unless yeah. like that's really inspiring. Some people that might be inspiring for them. I I have no idea how yeah. that would be. <laughs> yeah. for me. I don't
1: know. And the other thing is that we've <laughs> my husband and I have made a big point, and this has been the last couple of months of putting our tech down. Cause he doesn't always get his emails done when he's at work. So when it's kid time, it's kid time and family time. So we get home from school and the phones are away and the computers are away and it's cooking dinner and it's doing homework and it's talking about our day and it's connecting at the dining table. And that's been really beautiful and created beautiful family connections. And I think in the stress of the whole change in the dynamic of me working whilst he worked because we were overseas off and on for five years, um, that's been a pretty big shift as well. And that's been really nice to see how that's impacted on our family. It's been beautiful. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in, Oh, I just heard my phone ping. So it's silent, it's silent. We always turn our phones off at nighttime. Like I often will turn my phone on and have 25 messages in the vitality engine because (laughs) I'm like, it's not on at nighttime. It's just turned off in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, really good. Yep.
0: When we should all know that as chiropractors anyway, is that our brain is horrible at multitasking, right? So, so yeah. the more, the more we can't multitask, but we can switch tasks in our brain. But the more we switch tasks, the more energy it drains out of the brain and then we become less, yeah. less effective. So that's really yeah. important day. Just that like, cause you could do, you could check like all your emails and everything in like a 15 minute spot, instead of sprinkling it throughout yeah. the day and then make the day. it less yeah. effective everywhere else. Right? Yeah,
1: so. And it gets back to that old Parker principle of FCB and your P- present time consciousness was it and F- no, that was FCB in your PSI yeah. but they had something about present time consciousness and yes we're, I think we're really good as a profession of doing that with our patients when we're there but yep. how about we bottle that and use it with our family members as well that's pretty powerful
0: well, it's it's so funny that it brings up a funny story just brought to my mind because again, it was like I don't know anybody who brings their phone in while they're adjusting, and then if they get a ding, they check it. Right? Um, I had a, yeah. I had a practice member who was getting her; she had to get a blood test, so she's getting a blood test, and part way through taking the blood test, her uh, the the person drawing the blood's phone rang, and they oh, answered. And they stopped. It. They Ooh. no. So they had the little thing, you know, they stick the little needle yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, in yeah, and yeah. then they change the vials in it. So she had it like that and then she quickly reached across and then grabbed her phone while she had the needle still stuck in her arm. And the, oh this distraction member was pissed. So, so yeah, oh, yeah, we know that that's, you know, we have distracted driving, distracted everything else, yeah. but but we distracted forget about distracted adjusting. living or distracted living, wow. right?
1: Distract. Absolutely. You know, in <laughs> Australia, I think in one state they've already done it, but they're making it a $1,000 fine. If you are seen touching your phone in your car. Wow dollars, I want that is good because it's all those teenagers who can't afford a thousand dollars it's not It's all the parents who are stressed out and rushing everywhere and they're worried about what's going on next so I think that's a that's a good thing yeah
0: awesome okay so next point I wanted to talk about was you had um you had a, an amazing talk at the uh, the shift unplugged when we were at Kings cliff which we're heading back yeah. there again uh, next year again in May which would be awesome um and you talked a little bit about um, how you made the shift from um, kind of a conditions-focused practice and then, and then you kind of moved it more into that life model. And, and not that yeah. it took away the conditions part, but maybe just explain because a lot of times you can, it's easy to get stuck in that treating conditions mode.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you're a pediatric chiropractor, that's one of the biggest things. So I did, I graduated and I went to, worked in a family practice and I was uh, it was pretty awesome. Um, and then I went and did a master's in peds because I felt like that's what was really calling my name. And I finished that and I didn't realize that I'd slipped a little bit into that conditions world of I was seeing the the CP kids and not that I'm claiming anything here. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, caveat. Yeah, caveat, caveat, yes. All of, our,
0: all of our countries, we are not treating conditions.
1: No, we are not. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I was seeing lots of presentations and yeah. then, um, and then we went away and I came back and because I was in a regional center and I had a few, uh, Midwives and obstetricians and GPs, and they heard about me, and they heard that I was helping babies spew less and things yeah. like that. That's what I was getting sent all the time, and it was amazing. And these kids were having generally good results. And um, and then the tongue and lip tie phenomena has kicked off, and um, and I, that's where I was. I was a tongue and lip tie practice, and um, and so for me, I was getting. I didn't realize, but I was getting burnt out because of the amount of new patients. I was churning and burning quite consistently because they'd come in and the dentist was recommending X amount of visits and they do X amount of visits and then they would, and then it would stop. And so, um, so for me, shifting into the life model became, well, yes, that's why they're there, but what parent doesn't want to know how they can help their child more? So I didn't ram anything down anybody's throat, but I just started explaining about brains and development and dural tone and using those elements in helping parents to understand how they can help their child and how we might be a part of that journey for them. And then how life is expressed so fully when it's uninterrupted and, and how stress in them may be playing out in their child and so then we link it into that relationship of parent and child. And, and we look at also the postural shifts in the parents that they do with the recurrent feeding and the recurrent holding and jiggling and all those sorts of things and how chiropractic can help them. Um, and just opening the doors to the conversations. And it's had a huge shift. Like people are, are really happy to hear that. Mm -hmm. not everyone, but we have a lot of people. We run open play groups once every two months where we go out into the community, we get some other guest speakers, and we just encourage parents to look after themselves better basically. And for any parent who comes and they want to come and get a checkup, we give them a checkup for free. We're like, well, do you want to come and find out if there's anything going on in your system that we can help with? And the biggest things for parents are their feelings of postural shift so we would say their feelings of stress but they explain it of yeah. that their loss of control of the way they should stand and hold and how their posture is and and that's something we know chiropractic can help with so that's sort of where we go with that you must and get some awesome. feedback
0: uh, from from that from the parents because to have something like that where it's actually you know looking for self-care for parents because like so many of them out there oh, and again yeah. we already know that when they're just stressed out they don't use their frontal lobe and they become a lot more of that
1: stressier, yeah, stressier, which yeah. Is,
0: affects the, the kids like right yeah. away, right?
1: Absolutely, and we, I mean, I see it in myself when you have those chaotic days. I come home and I'm my frontal lobe is ski. like it's not working, and I'm like get in the bath, yeah. <laughs> you know, all those sorts of things, and that's that's real life, and I never shy away from that with my practice members. I most certainly do not have that. Oh, it's so amazing. Our house is a cloudland. That is yeah. not- um, and I think that because I can relate to parents cause I am living that with them. Um, but yes, they very much appreciate the reality of that, but also that there are things that they can do in their day to day life that can help negate that for them because they don't know they're stuck in that cycle and they have no idea that they're a in the cycle, be what the cycle can do for them and their health and their family's health and see how to get out of it. And that's where I feel our big things are that we can help these families with. So we get um, integrational nutritionists to come and speak. We get baby massage and sleep people to come and help the mums who are stressed out about sleep. Um, we have a hypnobirthing people we work with for our pregnant mums to try and get them in the right headspace. We have post birth doula's who come and speak and talk about caring for yourself and nutrition and Ayurvedic medicine. So stuff that supports that concept of a whole life and nurturing yourself and how if we look after ourselves better it's pretty big yeah
0: that's so cool we basically have done a full circle of two chiropractors looking after themselves so that they don't get out of, so they can have a nice healthy frontal exactly. load, so that we yeah. can encourage our practice members the moms and the dads to be uh to be the same exactly. right and then yeah. it's right down to Absolutely. the kids
1: yeah. And we, one of my CAs is this brilliant lady who's a thought coach, right? And so she's a children's yoga instructor and a thought coach. And so we've integrated these beautiful concepts of breath and movement that we give to our school age kids. We're like, go and try this. And the parents are like, that's really good stuff. I'm like, yeah, you need to do it too. <laughs>
0: Get on the floor.
1: With you. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that life is so busy these days that just giving tools out is really good, but, Encouraging them and being there to go with it, through it with them, is really important too.
0: Yeah, and I know you have some amazing chiropractic assistants, and 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 do they yes. help you with some of this information as well? With yeah,
1: the- absolutely. Like, um, so we have also got a really great graphic designer who's a patient, so we switch that out. We do care for design, and it's nice. awesome because I'm like, I get a concept, and I'm like, here, do this, and like twenty four hours later, she's like, there you go. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's so good, but uh, my CAs are really great at also identifying when someone needs more love, they're quite intuitive and so they go, okay, this person needs to go in this room and take their time and, and they're brilliant and they'll actually get stuff ready for them before I even go in the room and put it in the little slot and this is what they need to hear today and you're like, okay, thank you. Um, and that's brilliant. And my CAs also organize all these talks for me. So whilst I say I do them, they really make it happen. And I just turn up, which is brilliant.
0: <laughs> right. So what, I, yeah. what would you talk to a chiropractor who, um, again, cause this is also as a chiropractor, um, we need, we need staff around us just like you yeah. did in your life. There's certain things that we yeah. don't necessarily need to do that someone mm. actually could probably do better so that we can do yes. what, what we do the most. So, so absolutely. Maybe explain so my CAs,
1: Yeah. So in our practice, so for a new patient, for example, um, our CAs, um, take them through to the room and they run through, um, we do posture scan photos and then they will also do some of our brain balance testing. So balance function testing Mm -hmm. and what we call the vitality tests in our practice. They check oxygen levels. We're ordering an insight soon. So they'll probably do that for me as well. And, um, and so they get sort of that information and then I go in and I do the history and the chiropractic exam and then and they've handed over to me in front of the patient so the patient knows that I know what's happened in that and it's, it's really great. And Mm. then, um, and it makes it flow really nicely in our office. The other big shift for us this year is learning more about breath and breathing and the role of calmness is we actually try and encourage our practice members to lie down before I come in the room and it's not for speed of efficiency, but it's to take the load off their spine. Um, because that actually changes the feel. So if you have done that, for example, um, you've put someone's lying down where they, not normally and they might've been there for five minutes. If you feel that's fine compared to the spine that, hi, how are you going? Eyeball, eyeball, lie down on the table. It feels really different and it adjusts differently. Yep. And when you're doing a lot of tonal work like we do in our adjusting, having that calmness in their system is a really important, part of it i think um and so that's been a big shift for us too yeah you know families where they argue over who gets to go first well that's never going to happen and you just roll with it but for right. those adults right coaches, before you just really like
0: okay deep breath in yeah deep breath in. And yeah,
1: out.
0: yeah 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 exactly <laughs>
1: um but that's been really nice too yeah and my CAs sometimes I walk in a room and think I have a break, and no, they've laid themselves down on the table for their adjustment. So that's kind of nice too. <laughs> that's
0: good because yeah, because yeah. like I always when our, when our when any of our CAs come up and say, "Oh, do you have time? Can you check me?" and I'm like, "You're the most important person here. Like you, yeah, you are course. my you are my main." Support.
1: I schedule my CAs. I go into my book and I actually schedule them into my diary for what their schedule should be at at the moment. And that uh, and they're like, "Oh, I've just moved myself." I'm like, "No, put yourself back. That's when you're getting adjusted." I don't let them move themselves anymore.
0: You can't cancel your appointment or rebook it or something.
1: No, no. There is no rescheduling of your adjustment light out. <laughs>
0: well, that's great. And the no. other
1: thing is that I've made sure that I get adjusted more frequently too. Yeah. So I hadn't scheduled that in. And whereas now I have another shift to Cairo who lives close by. So we meet up once a week. It's like we adjust each other, have a quick chat and then on your bike. And that's been really good actually to make sure that that happens as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's something we take for granted, but so super important, oh, right? Like so you,
1: you, when you used to have chirozy, you always had another one on your shift with you. So you just go to go hey, I need in adjustment. Well, when you're suddenly solo practicing, that's a really different concept to actually book in your time and it makes you appreciate what your patients are doing as well. It's really yes, good.
0: Yes, Totally. Yeah. Mm. Now I wanted to get into the last topic and and again, it's been kind of the the talk of the world and all of this stuff about kids and chiropractic in Australia. And, and and what I want to do is just maybe a little update on what's going on with that. And then just some of the inspiring things that have come from this because again, a lot of times this actually allows chiropractors to rally together. So maybe just give us a little update on what's going on and then we'll.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, everyone knows what happened. I think I don't need to rehash that. Um, And that was, so in March, they began a panel called Safer Care Victoria. And it was a panel where they engaged professionals, not, and so there's one chiropractor and there's the CEO of the Australian Chiropractic Association. And everyone else on that panel is physios, doctors, pediatricians, a consumer, and so it's been a really uh, interesting process. Um, so those panel sittings have now finished and the role of that panel was to figure out is there danger to the public with children getting adjusted? Is there research that supports um, what we do? And anecdotally, is does the public love what we do or, or is there unreported safety concerns and issues with it? So the really great thing that happened with that is that they did a, um, they did a public submission timeframe. So they had a submissions with this group where chiropractors or health professionals could submit and then uh, practice members who had taken their children to chiropractors could submit. And they had, I think 25,000 members of the public put submissions in. Wow. And yeah. And uh, over 95%, 90%, most of them were positive, Mm -hmm. which was phenomenal. Um, And my understanding is that they haven't seen, that other people who work at this Safer Care Victoria have never seen a buy-in like that from any other submission they've done. And I think that that rallying of our profession, and the ACA did a great job of making sure that people knew about it. They created posters for our practice, they encouraged us to have iPads on our front desk and to email the link to our patient database and all these sorts of things, which is really, really good, um, to help us get those submissions in so that we could get what we see as the truth of kids and chiropractic care. We all know that, um, chiropractic is extremely low risk in children. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that we were very fortunate that we've had some great studies published in the last couple of years, highlighting that fact. And also about the fourth study that Dr. Angela Todd did as well. And those, um, studies have been really fortunately taken on board is my understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, so where it's at now is that the panel has finished and it's getting its recommendations together. And then there's a thing called a COAG meeting. So that's where the heads of government and the health community come together. So the, we've got states here and territories. And so we've got a government in each state and then we've got the federal government. And so basically the federal health minister meets with all of the state health ministers and they have read through this Information and then they decide what chiropractic looks like in the future. Mm. So currently, it has in children under the age of two, you're not allowed to do HVLA adjusting. So that's high velocity, low amplitude adjusting, which most chiropractors, I am assuming, would not perform on children in that age group, which is good. Yeah. Um, So really, we now just wait till November. Um, Mm. But within that, we've had. An increase, I'd say, in the pediatric seminar. So I've spoken at, I'm on the board of the College of Chiropractic Pediatrics, and we have an annual seminar, and that was very well attended this year. Was that was the one wonderful. in Sydney? No, that was the one oh. in um, Melbourne. Melbourne. And then, yeah, the one in Sydney I went to last weekend called the Kids Summit, which Daughter organised, and that had some great presenters. And there, I think Daughter had 140 um, chiropractors at that one. Nice. Which is really encouraging so between the two seminars there was over 200 chiropractors who were upskilling themselves and learning more but also connecting with tribe and their community um and kids and chiropractic yeah but i think the biggest thing is the awareness within our practices of our practice members who were alarmed that this could happen from one video on the internet and um and and their action that they were happy to take i had practice members who wrote letters to their um, our local member luckily for us our local member's wife is a CA of 15 years at one of our other practices so we know that he's totally fine with it um, yeah. and we hope that he takes that to the back to his people <laughs> which would be really good um, yeah so it's just a yeah a matter of to bring it all out I guess
0: so yeah. it, was just, it was just nice to see, though, the rallying, too, because we'll see that often that sometimes when some of the biggest trauma happens, that's when the biggest shift happens. Because, again, chiropractors have a tendency to get a little bit complacent and not really do anything and kind of live in their own yeah. little life. And, and this gives a good opportunity to, to come out. Because a lot of times chiropractors will come up even to us and say, well, I don't know what to do. But what you can do yeah. is you can, you can attend events like that. You can, like, yeah. you know you can volunteer your time, all that kind of stuff.
1: Exactly right. All that kind of stuff. And I think what has been really great has just been how everyone's suddenly put their head out of the sand and realised that we are a really good profession, but if we want to keep doing what we're doing, well maybe we need to look at that a bit clearer and a bit more concisely and, um, and make sure that we're doing the right thing as well. I mean, like every profession, we need to make sure that we keep our skill set up and, um, and attending some seminars would probably not go astray for um, everyone like i always learn i just went to a seminar on the weekend like that kids summer i took 12 pages of typewritten notes i'm like i never take 12 pages of typewritten notes how amazing is it that there is this much new knowledge out there that i can take on board and use so it was pretty amazing yeah cool it was really good yeah well,
0: that's good well thanks for giving us the uh, the ali update from australia
1: no my pleasure <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, so in closing, I always like to you know give the floor to you and and, uh, and see what words of wisdom you'd like to share with the with the listeners across the world today.
1: Um, I just think that it 's really important that we discover our own truth and where we sit before we start go and sharing that truth because it 's going to come from a much more genuine place, and it 's going to allow you to have growth with your practice members, not just because of them, if that makes sense. And developing that tribe, we live in a world which is so connected, but so very, very disconnected. And places like a chiropractic practice are absolutely vital meeting points and connection points for tribe. And giving your practice members opportunity to have that is just so very, very important. So, adjust well, but connect well and make sure that you're connecting heart to heart, above, down, inside, out, and that it's a real, like, true experience for them. Think of the Reggie's when you're in his presence and that auric feel that you had. Well, when not all, not everyone is a Reggie, but we can still have that connection to source that allows you to connect to other people. And I think that once you discover that, it's Pretty amazing, and your tribe will gather, and you will have that community-based connection that I think most chiropractors really desire in their deep part is to be able to help people on that level. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree, because again, that's where the healing happens, right? Is the connection exactly like in the body, right? Yeah. When the body is all connected and is communicating, when the community is connected and communicating, that's a vital community. So, um, yeah, we, we can play a big part not only just through the adjustment, but what the environment that we set in exactly.
1: Our exactly right yeah. yeah so true
0: well i just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast again i appreciate it
1: thank you for having me again don number two how many more to catch up to brandy
0: yeah you only got uh, five like another six. ten <laughs> <laughs> so i want to thank you so much again for being on the podcast
1: thanks don
0: and and so for everybody out there um you know i hope you uh, enjoyed the 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 talk today we had a lot of really good things that you can implement in your practice and implement in yourself too, just so that you become higher effective. And um, until next time, shift on. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've received value from this episode, please share this with a fellow chiropractor and take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about our programs and events, please visit www.thevitalityshift.com or connect with me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.